Open your Bibles, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be in the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 5. There are certain days that we look forward to, that we anticipate. I would say that day that they just sang about ought to be top on the list. Amen. You ought to regularly sing about it as they just did. What a wonderful day that will be. We appreciate that. And that, that behooves us to look and then talk about it and think about the day when you'll see Jesus face to face. And hopefully he'll choose that we get to go without death. Amen. And we'll be caught up together with him into the clouds and changed and ready for heaven. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now let's, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be reading verses 12 through 17 together. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 12 through 17. I'm going to ask that we all stand together for the reading of God's word. And as we do it, our custom, we read this all together. So we're starting in verse 12. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in harm. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, Behold, all things are become new. And let's pray. Father, I ask that you would bless the reading of thy word to the hearts of all of us as we read and heard it. And we pray that you would do your work in us, that your word would not return void unto you, but that it would find ground in our hearts and root deep and help us and change us and make us better for thee. And we pray that you would fill us all with the Holy Spirit now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. May be seated. Have you ever said to someone, I don't know you anymore. Who are you? You're not the same person that you used to be. You've changed. Now, could be in a good way. Hey, you've changed. You know, sometimes somebody will walk up, hey, look at you. You've changed. I don't remember this about you. And other times it's the opposite. You go, what happened to you? You know, we always say, what in the world happened to you? Most of the time it's who happened to you. But something's happened. Now, I don't know you anymore. Now, this is especially true for a person who became a Christian. Or I could say who just recently became a Christian. Or it could be someone even been saved for a long time. You could say, you've changed. Amen to that. 
Amen to that. Listen to this verse, 2 Peter chapter 4, verse 3. Peter tells it like it is. He says, for the time past of our life may suffice us. This is time past, see. To have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherefore, they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess. It's strange because someone has changed. No, they don't want to run with them and commit these abominable idolatries anymore. Something has surely changed. So they say to these people, and I've had this come up many, many times, I don't know you anymore. What happened to you? And then they'd say, well, who, who is the real you? Well, I don't know you anymore. You know why? Because the things that I used to do, I don't do them anymore. What's that old song? The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to say, I don't say them anymore. Those places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. You know what finds out is I don't want to do those things anymore. I don't want to go those places anymore. I don't want to speak like that anymore. There's been a huge change. So the example is Jesus Christ. It's interesting in this passage. He gives us verse 16. And I'll read it again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. What an interesting verse. Paul is saying, we knew him after the flesh. And I got to thinking, this verse, is it possible that even the apostle Paul had some acquaintance, a confrontation, time, seeing Jesus in the flesh. I mean, Paul was there. Paul grew up there. Paul was with a member of the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee. So we know that he was heavily involved in the things going on with Jesus Christ. And, and what Paul is saying here, he's saying, we remember him as a man. We remember who Jesus was. We remember the days of his time on earth and how special they were, the words that he said, the, the works that he did, the miracles that came forth, the example that he set, the sufferings that he went through. We remember those days. This was Jesus in the flesh, and they watched this perfect man live a perfect holy life and then go to a scriptural death on the cross. They watched it. They knew it. They looked into his eyes. Wouldn't you like to see that? Paul, uh, no, John said the, we handled him, the word of life. We embraced him. We felt him in the flesh, in his body. We spoke to him face to face. We watched him as he was the perfect example that none of us could live, but we longed to be like we watched his dealings with the Pharisees who rejected him, who hated him, who set out to kill him, and how he handled them. You know, the Beatitudes. When Jesus sat on the hill, the Mount of Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount, and he gave these wonderful truths, 
one of the greatest messages ever preached by men. They saw it. Many people were there to witness it. When Jesus gave all the parables that he spoke in the Gospels, this was a man giving these. And then all the prophecies that he made about the future that are sure to come to pass, many of them already have, they knew the man. They knew the man, Jesus Christ. But he's a man no more. He's the risen Lord of glory. He's in heaven. He's seated upon a throne. Up in glory. The high station of all. Seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the judge of all. The Bible calls him the Lord of heaven. The Lord God. The Lord Jesus Christ. But we like to remember the man. People like to stay right there and remember the man. The good man that he was. The wonderful man that he was. The very patient man that he was. His love and compassion towards humanity. Eating and drinking with sinners. Because you know why? He would have eaten drinking with any of us. That's amazing, isn't it? We like to think about that. The power in his miracles. But then Paul says, Though we have known him in the flesh, or after the flesh, yet henceforth... Know we him no more. We have a new relationship with him now. It's better. It's a better relationship now. You know why? It's one-on-one. -on -one. I always think about when Jesus told the disciples that night, he said, I'm, having, I'm leaving. And sorrow has filled your heart. And you know, I'm gone. I cannot be with you. He said, basically, I'm leaving so I can send the Holy Spirit and I can be with you forever. And he's basically saying, as a man, I can go one place at one time, talk to one person at a time, deal with one thing at a time. But as the God of heaven, through my Holy Spirit, I can be one-on-one -on -one with all of you for all your life. And you can have all of me to yourself. What a miracle that is with the Holy Spirit came down from heaven on Pentecost. This is who he is now. The Lord of glory. He can be with us all the time. What does the Bible say? He's our comforter. You know, the Holy Spirit's a comforter, but Jesus is a comforter also. He's our mediator between God, between us and God. He's our go-between. He's our priest. He's our advocate with the Father. He'll always step in and represent you and defend you. Even after all the things you've foolishly done. We have this wonderful Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. We are serving a risen Lord. Not the perfect man anymore. Oh, he was a perfect man. We can learn from that. But we are serving the God of heaven. He's not the Son of man anymore. He's the Son of God. In heaven. And that's why we say here. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Do you see that? Paul says, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. But before that, he says, we know no man after the flesh. So that's why somebody who gets saved, they get that something happens to them. And people say to them, hey, you changed I don't know you anymore. You're a different person now. 
Well, you know why? You knew me before Christ, now I'm after. You knew the pre-before Christ, now it's post-Jesus Christ. Hey, welcome to the new me. Welcome to the new man. I'm no longer locked into my flesh, which the flesh is no good, by the way. The only good flesh that ever existed was Jesus Christ's flesh. And it had to be broken to open up a new and living way for all of us so that we could get to God. They say, I don't know you anymore. I say, that's exactly right. Because I'm in Christ. I'm in Him. And now you see the real me. You know, we always think about that. Who is the real me? The one before or the one after salvation? Who is the real me? And, you know, you say this. Say, don't, I would say to anybody, if you're saved, somebody keeps going back to the old you. Yeah, but I remember you in the old days. Yeah? Quit doing that because that's not me anymore. I'm no longer that man. I'm no longer that person. I'm a new. Don't judge me according to what I was before I met Jesus Christ. Look at me now after I've become a Christian. Don't remember the old me too much. Once you get to know the real, the new me, that's what you ought to be telling people. Hey, this is the real me. Get used to it. Get to know me a little bit. You're going to like me. Some people may not. God will love you. So it's before Christ and after Christ. Let me give you a principle here. It's easy for us to do this. You know, us who have been saved a long time, and we've been in this a long time. You know what our tendency is, is to judge people out in the world for who they are, who've never even heard the gospel yet, and we're judging them. They're still in the old man. You know, you should never judge a person before they come to Christ or before they learn of Christ. I don't think you can know who a person really is until they get exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we've seen the worst of the worst get a miraculous change, become a new man. We've seen it. And we would say, this is the new person. This is who you really are. You've been hiding out there. And sin. But then you have other people. They're snooty and self-righteous. They hear the gospel. And they reject. Who's the better man? The one who is, who's a sinner and admits it and comes to Christ and gets born again and becomes a saint. Or the one who wants to just stay who they are. Before Christ. Henceforth know me, no man. After the flesh. So a good principle is you want to help people, but don't judge a man who has not yet heard the gospel. We're all a mess before Jesus came. All of us, right? So by judging someone else out there, you're just putting a judgment on yourself of what you used to be, and you're going back to the old man and trying to know someone after the flesh again. We were bound in sin, the Bible says, all of us, under the old man. We were lost, we were blind, we were selfish, pushy, covetousness, lustful, 
full of pride. That's us. Hey, that's the old me. And if you're saved, that's the old you. Then Jesus came. That's it. So when Jesus comes, all things become new. I remember when I got saved, you know, I, I remember getting saved and I'm going, I think I found a real me here. I've been looking for this. I think this is the real me. And as I, as I walked through life as a Christian, I started realizing that old man was never me. It wasn't me. This is me. I have met myself when I met Jesus Christ and who he really is. says in verse 17, the old famous verse. Let's read it together, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what is he? And he's just the same old rotten, dirty, sorry sinner he ever was, right? No, he's a new creature. Something amazing's transformed. Something miraculous has happened. He is a new creature. Sorry to interrupt you. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a wonderful verse. Bible says, when you come to Jesus Christ and, and you believe on his son and you come and you get into him, this transformation takes place and you are a new creature in Christ and all things become new. That means you have a new life, a new destiny, new nature. A whole new nature. You have a new realm of belonging. Man, I belong with the people of God. I belong in heaven. You believe that? I belong there. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm not on the outside anymore. I'm in him and I'm on the inside. The word creature. Very interesting word. Why don't you call it a creature? Because it's something created by God. A creation. God formed it, and he's the proprietor of it. He owns that new creation. We didn't evolve in Christianity. We were created. It's a new creation of God that takes place when you get saved and you get born again. So we're not only made by him anew. I'm a new man. We're owned by him. We're called the purchased possession. Jesus bought us with his own blood. He owns us. We are peculiar unto him. I love that, that passage. We're peculiar. You know why? We belong to him. He's our, he, he takes ownership of us. Nobody else can have us. We're peculiar unto him. I belong to him. I'm owned by him. And you are too. That's why he makes the statement, if any man be in Christ... Any man, if any man be in Christ, this is what he is. He's a new creature. And how could it not be possible for him to not be new? I'll tell you a step further. He's a new man because he's a new creature because he is fit to live in God's new creation. You know, Jesus said, behold, when, when the new heavens and the new earth are, are created and we break off into eternity in the future and heaven comes down in New Jerusalem, you know what Jesus says? Behold, I make all things new. 
all things new. And the former shall not be remembered. All will be forgotten. That sounds like 2 Corinthians 5.17. All things in my life as a saved person are become new. At the day I got saved. And the same for you. A new creature. You know what? You're a higher creation now. You're not just a man. You're a saint of the Lord if you got saved. With that creature comes all new things that would come with newness. And old things are passed away. What did he say there? Old things are passed away. Well, what does that mean? Left behind. Left behind. They have disappeared. They no longer matter. That means the old ways and the old ideas and the old habits and the old haunts and the old philosophies and the old viewpoint of life. Everything just went away. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ. The old road is gone. I found a new way. I'm on a new road here. The old destiny is gone. Swallowed up by a new destiny, which is heaven. An old standing. I'm just a sinner. Can't break free. Now we have a new standing in Christ. The old, the old uh, belongings where you thought you belonged and this was who you were and you were comfortable there. You find out, no, that wasn't me. I'm comfortable in God's kingdom with God's people ready for heaven because now I'm made anew and all things are become new. So they'd say, well, what happened to you? Well, I'm in Christ. Isn't that simple? I'm in Christ and I'm on the winning side. All things become new. You are a new person. You have a new identity. You have a new viewpoint on life. Now listen. You still might enjoy some iced tea. I know the old you liked iced tea, didn't it? You still might like some iced tea. You even might like football. You believe that? But you're still made. But you're made anew. You might still like to go fishing. Must something must be going on? I've seen boats going by constantly. People going fishing. I don't know. I'll be out fishing for men. You might still make some mistakes. You might still have some weaknesses. But see, your response is different to it. You look at it differently. You're in a whole new kingdom. You're in the kingdom of Christ. You might still succumb to a few bad habits. But you know what's different? You see sin for what it is. So let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm almost through here, but let me say something. Okay. So here's some things that are different. All things, it says. But number one, your view of life changes. Your view, how you view life will change. What comes from you from inside. You're a new creature. You're going to look at life different. That means uh, you're going to look at all the old friends in a different way. You're going to have to check them out and see if they add up to the new you. The old haunts and places you used to go and habits and hobbies you used to do, you're going to look at them to see if they add up. And what's interesting is you're going to look at church as a little different. You're going to, you're going to find yourself, this is what's funny for a Christian, they're going to go from, man, do I have to go to church? 
you're going to actually want to come. You're actually going to want to be here. You have changed. It's totally different. You may actually love God's people rather than afraid of them. You may realize, hey, this is where I belong. These are the people I belong with. You may actually like preaching. You never know. Most Christians do. may not be mine, but somebody's. You love to hear the Word of God preached. I'm new in Christ, and I have this hunger. Like the Bible says, as a newborn babe, infant, or desire the sincere milk of the Word. i got to hear more of this. Why wouldn't you want to know more about who you are in Jesus Christ? So number one, your view of life is different. Now that you're in Christ, here's another one, people will view you different. That's why they're going to want to know what happened to you. They're going to want to know what made the change in you. How did this happen? You've changed so much, and it's an obvious change. You know what they ought to be saying? You've, you've cleaned up. You're living better. You're happier. You have purpose. You have spring in your step. You're happy because something happened. What is it? Well, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have become new. Something, my whole life's changed when I came in. And quit looking at me what I used to be when I was a dirty crook. That's not me anymore. So number one, your view of life is different. Number two, how people view you is different. And then number three, this is the best part, God views you different. God of heaven sees you differently. You're no longer an enemy of God. You're an ally. You're no longer a sinner, but a saint. He sees it. He sees you this way. Here's a good one. You're no longer an outcast and an outsider. You actually are accepted into beloved and you are family God sees us that way in Christ now I'm family this is amazing we go from you mean God would accept and, and, and receive a sinner like me I don't understand that well you believe on Christ and you find out it's not only that he accepts you as a sinner coming in, he's going to view you as his own son, family, family. You are in the beloved. You're his, and he's not letting you go. You are the purchased possession. God sees you that way. You're forgiven. He doesn't see your sin. You're cleansed. You're blessed. And he also sees you no longer as a liability, but as an asset to the kingdom. Hey, you're worth something to me. You're worth something. So what you need to do is just go, especially folks that just recently say, just go tell everybody out there, hey, don't look at me as you once did, because he's gone. That's the man that was still after the flesh. Don't judge me for what I was. And don't hold it against me for what I was. I'm no longer that person. I'm a new man in Christ. I love it. He's saying, don't remember me 
as a man in the flesh, remember me as a new creature in Christ. And so just as Jesus is no longer in the flesh, you can read the stories and learn of it, but remember who we serve is a risen Savior and a Lord of heaven. You can do the same. And it actually is the same in your life. So you take notice. This is what you say. I, whoever you are, my name, I'm born again. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a Christian. I'm happy. I'm excited about life. And I'm very excited about Jesus Christ. And if that offends you, I can't help it. It's funny. They got offended at us before we were saved. Now they're offended at us because we are saved. But guess what? We're following him. And I'm happy in the Lord. This is the real me. This is the real me. Have you come to him? Is this the real you? I'd like to ask you to bow your heads and let's pray for just a minute. I want to ask you just a couple of questions.